Hey everybody, I'm Graham Barker, and you're listening to the Around Pickens Podcast. And depending on how you're listening, you may also be watching, because for the first time, we're adding video to the show. It's a little work, but we have a studio now, where every month we will bring in someone involved with the county government, and talk to them a bit about what they do and what big things are focused on at the moment. Now, today's show is designed to give you a bit of an overview of this institution we call the Pickens County Government. What is a county government? Why is ours set up the way it is? And who keeps it all running? These are the questions that I set out to answer with this month's guest. Chris Stansel is chairman of the Board of Commissioners, and in a broad sense, I guess you could say that the buck pretty much stops with him when it comes to overseeing administrative services, which makes him the perfect person to lay out the big picture of how our government works. Our conversation covered a variety of topics that will give us a roadmap going forward as we make our way around the different parts of this organization. So buckle up and come along as we hear what Chris had to say about local government. Well, Chris, it's good to have you on. Thank you. uh, Brand new Around Pickens podcast studio. How cool is this? Yeah, Yeah, seriously. (laughs) It is. Well, I appreciate you coming on, being our first guest here. No, thank you. I, I, I just the the idea behind creating this, I, and we got to give one hundred percent credit to to Graham here that that came up with a way to start interviewing and talking to people within the county, within all the departments, and um, I'm excited to be the first to get to to go through. And and I know we we had Kirk Anderson when we were originally doing the audio po- podcast a little while back, and. Mm-hmm going through some of the road things. And then as we've, we've been able to kind of create the, the video side here, yeah. uh, I think it's going to be a good tool to, to help provide information that, that, that all of our citizens will, will be able to appreciate. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I, I think a big reason for doing this is just sort of making it more clear uh, what we do here to everybody. Because I know, like, if, if I weren't working for the government, uh, you know, I wouldn't hardly know half of what we do. So. <laughs> I'm glad we can talk about a topic that, you know, I think confuses a lot of people, and that's yeah. county government. You know, um, every little place has its quirks, uh, and it can be hard to keep up with. So if you don't mind, just briefly, can you tell us what is county government and how does that fit into the different kinds of governments that we have? Yeah. So uh, every every state, I'm sure, has a, a different set of how they do this. But in Georgia, there's 159 counties. Um, each of the counties are responsible for several of the mandates set forth in state law to, to carry out whatever the, the state had put into to some of the different laws, whether they're constitutional or whether they were later amendments that were made, you know, with, with additional legislation. Um, so counties, you know, were geographically split up and, and designed to be able to represent the, the people within that smaller geographic territory. Um, and it gives a, a more local control with with a lot more direct face to face. You know, it's it's you're pretty likely to run into your commissioner at the grocery store, but not the governor, um, and even less likely to run into the president. So, I mean, it's it, the the smaller the the office, the the more direct access I think that people have. Um, so, counties were were set up to to do that. And each county has what they call their enabling legislation. We call it the local act. Um, is the the term that's kind of used internally but that enabling legislation is where the organization of the county is voted on by the the legislature so you have the house and the senate that that then eventually signed in by the governor so each county has their own separate enabling legislation that establishes their their form of government and how it's run um and you know here in pickens we have that and then you know separate from that you have you have your cities and you have 
uh, your municipalities, some of them are not considered cities necessarily in Pickens. We've got Jasper and, and Nelson and Talking Rock that all have their own charters that are also voted on by legislation to establish their, their government. And so we kind of all uniquely have our own, our own role um, as to, to what we play in, in how we, we run what we do. If that makes sense. It's interesting working with the state on that. Um, and just talking about municipalities, these sort of communities that we have that make up the larger community of Pickens. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do we work with municipal governments? What, what's the nuts and bolts there? So, and there's a lot of different ways. One one of the main things is, is called intergovernmental agreements. So we'll have IGAs that we'll enter into. Um, whether that's dealing with with maintaining certain things, you know, for instance, with with Nelson or with Talking Rock, we may have a, an IGA in place to help with with their roads and streets departments. If a tree comes down on the road, that since we have twenty four seven on call uh, staff that's out and about working during during inclement weather, where they don't, we can go and get those roads cleared. And so we'll have IGAs to be able to meet certain needs there. Uh, with public safety, obviously, there's there's tremendous number of IGAs that are, that exist to um, to be able to provide the most rapid response to to whatever occurs. So Jasper may be responding outside their city limits to to an incident in the county, and the county will be responding into areas that that may be in the city. Um, we also have the, the a similar with with parks and recreation. There's there's ball fields in the city of Jasper that, that they have formed an IGA for us to be able to use those for parks and rec activities so uh, kids are practicing and playing in games in in those those fields in exchange for the county maintaining the property but it's the city's property that we work closely uh, with that um, we'll we'll meet frequently uh, we participate there's a lot of joint projects that, that we're both part of we're, we're both part of, of of creating a comprehensive plan or not both uh, all municipalities um, and in how we're going to kind of carry out our actions uh, we spend a lot of time just in in communication with working on projects and things of that nature, and, and you know, like any other group, there there may be different objectives. Uh, you know, we as county government represent all residents, whether they're un- unincorporated or if they live in an incorporated city too. So we have to take those those objectives, you know, of what those 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 residents tell us that they want to see us uh, follow through and pursue, and then we have to understand that the city represents only those within their incorporated boundaries. So. Uh, they're not always going to be the exact same. There's some, you know, whether it's it's housing, um, that, you know, they will refer to as high density versus low density, the number of homes per acre, the number of lots per acre. There's infrastructure in place in the city to to provide those things, whether it's sewer and 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 they can they can tie onto that. While in the county, it's it's more pushed for low density, uh, more protecting the 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 less overpopulation. Um, that, that we're responsible for making sure we do. It doesn't mean we, we don't agree with the city. It doesn't mean that we're in a fight with them. It just means that we've got to represent the, the people that, that we represent as well. So kind of gives a little bit of a, a push and pull from time to time, but we meet frequently. We, we, I think you've got, you've got some great people in leadership in, in each of the municipalities that we work closely with and, and look forward to continuing to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk leadership for a minute, um, because, you know, once upon a time, it used to be that there was one sole commissioner, but now there's a board of commissioners and yeah. your title yeah. chairman. Can you tell us why did we make that change and how is it different from what we had before? Yeah. Um, so back in 2013 was the first year that the board of commissioners was established. So that's when when the full board took office. 
Uh, I think it was in 2010 when it went on the ballot. Uh, the citizens actually voted uh, on a referendum. And they were given a choice to either remain a sole commissioner, which there's only a handful in the state of Georgia that are still sole commissioner counties, uh, or to go with what we have, a three-person board of commissioners that's chairman-led, so the chairman handles all the day-to-day -day operations and functions as the, the day-to-day -day manager. Uh, a third option was also on the ballot for a five-person board of commissioners um, with a county manager. And, you know, back in 2010, it was it was voted on, and the three-person uh, option was what won. And so it's what was implemented um, and kind of uh, put into place. And I think that, you know, it'd be, I'd be remiss not to plug that I think it's working very well. I think we've got some very, very active commissioners that are very responsive to, to listening to, you know, the concerns of their constituents and, trying to do everything they can to make sure that, that, that they're imposing what needs to be imposed. Um, it, would it have worked well in one of the other states? Possibly. I mean, but this is what the, the voters had chose. In, I think a lot of people, when they, they bring up and suggest a change or that we should go to, to one of the other forms, it, it's one thing you need to understand that it's not something we just do overnight. It requires going back on a ballot selecting, having the voters uh, select that on a referendum, and then working with the legislature to create a new local act that would, would reflect and represent that form of government. Um, and, and it's not to say it won't happen at some point in time, and should it or should it not, that's that's kind of a decision voters a lot of times you know have to make. Uh, but I would say that I think that, that what we're doing is working effectively. It's, it's, it's actually been very very fun to, to work with the group that we that we have, and, and I hope that we, we continue to do so. Well, talk to us a little bit about the work that you do. Um, again, it's kind of confusing maybe to understand what you're responsible for versus what you're not responsible for. Can you shed just a little bit of light on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think collectively the Board of Commissioners um, has, a, has a group of departments that we're responsible directly for. Um, we oversee the you know, whether it's the road department, water department, recycling center, parks and recreation, finance, planning and development. Um, there's about 15 total, fire, EMS, uh, the 911 center, emergency management, marshal's office, animal control. Those all fall directly under the, the scope of, of responsibility for the board of commissioners, um, whether that's their policies or the management of their staff or their budgets or all those things fall directly under us. Um, we also work closely with, with other elected officials um, that are not under our direct responsibility. Um, and while working with those other elected officials like the sheriff, the tax commissioner, the probate judge, magistrate judge, coroner's office, all of those individuals will run their own departments that they were elected to run. Um, the, the kind of the unique challenge for, for a board of commissioners is we are responsible for establishing the budget for, for everything in the county. Um, so each of those elected officials will submit their budget. Um, we'll do everything we can to try to fund everything that they've asked for. Sometimes we have to go back and forth to, to show, hey, we've only got X number of dollars So and, and work with them. Um, last year was, was as smooth a year as it could have. You know, they, they, nobody asked for anything crazy, so we were able to fund what was asked for, and there wasn't a lot of back and forth. But there have been years historically where those, those conversations have went back and forth a lot. Um, so even though we, we, we vote on and, and establish the final budget, we don't manage their individual um, execution of that budget. Uh, they're, they're elected, they're held accountable by the voters, just like we're held accountable by the voters. 
um, but they don't won't work directly for us. So mm-hmm. I think that's sometimes a misconception. A lot of people feel like the, the Board of Commissioners is responsible for A, B, and C, and, and that's not always the case. They've got their own constitutional duties and responsibilities that they're there. Um, so, I mean, collectively, that's, that's kind of the breakdown on, on how those two things work. I think individually as the chairman, because one of the roles as chairman is to function as the, the day-to-day manager of, of all activities within the county, um, mine varies a lot. I have to, to change hats. I have to put on my, my commission chair hat a lot of times and deal with kind of the policy side of things and, um, the, you know, the overall big picture um, things that, that we have that we vote on as a board. But I have to take that hat off and put on the other hat that's responsible for managing, you know, close to 300 direct report employees um, and the departments that are that are contained within there. So um, I have to, to kind of juggle those two uh, from time to time. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a lot to juggle. Um, <laughs> what what does your day to day look like? Is there a normal uh, day <laughs> in your job? I, I think I took normal out of my vocabulary shortly after getting elected. So. Uh, it varies. It, it's there's there's some weeks that that um, that it's dealing with complaints or it's dealing with people calling in issues or they've had problems or you know and, and so one day it may be road department uh, with with just constantly dealing with with calls as to 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 issues with you know pothole fixes and things of those natures. Other days it's it's yeah you know, I try to make sure every week I'm spending time with our finance department and I'm reviewing over um, you know the bigger picture, looking at our budget, where are we at, where where are things going well. Um, I also spend a lot of time with with our road department as as we mentioned before. That's probably one of the other departments that I spend a, a tremendous amount of time with. But then other days it may be the animal shelter. Um, it could. You know, be planning and development, looking, uh, spending time going through, you know, what big projects are going on, where's growth taking place, where are the the permits coming from, and, and what are they doing. Um, work a lot with our public safety, um, you know, whether it's with the fire and EMS side of things and, and, and where we're fitting there, or if it's with our marshal's office on enforcing the ordinances that we have in place. So it, it juggles. Um, there's, you know, there's not been a, a slow week yet. I'm, I'm about two and a half years in, and we still haven't had a slow time yet. But um, it, it's exciting, and it changes on a daily basis. I'm, I'm a, I'm a planner by nature, so I come in first thing in the morning, and I've usually got my day kind of organized and laid out. And usually by ten o'clock, that it's just kind of that idea went out the window, and I've had uh-huh. to move forward and. Uh, and go a different way because one of the other responsibilities I have is to represent the county in, in public events as well. It's actually laid forth in our in our local act. So those evening meetings and evening um, different different processes to try to attend as many as possible to, to be a representative of the county there. Um, it's been neat to, to have the board of commissioners we've got now because our, our board really has took on that mantle themselves as well and loves to attend and loves to be present. So it shares that burden just a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's been really really neat to see play out. But is there a normal daily? I I don't know how to to define that. I'm usually walking around with a with a phone glued to my ear or with somebody in the office yeah. <laughs> most of the time. So, well, I guess that's why it's important to just have good um, good department heads, a good administration, so you can be largely hands off on the day to day issues. Which I will say, um, if you want to see a good visual representation of that, Ashley Craig in the Planning and Development Department 
uh, put together a flowchart on our website, pickensga.com. So check it out if you get the chance. It is. It's under the about category. And I think that's um, that's one way we're able to do what we're able to do is is we've divided up all our departments. Each, each department has a department head, but we tried to split them into two categories. And that way we could have a director over each category of departments. So we have our public safety uh, director of all public safety operations, and that covers fire, EMS, EMA, um, emergency management, um, and then also our, our marshal's office and our animal services. So all of those kind of fall directly under his his scope of responsibility so that they have somebody that, that reports directly to. And then we created a, a, the other category is the director of administrative operations, um, and that's that covers your road department, water department, parks and rec, recycling, uh, all of our internal offices within within the building, whether it's HR, finance, um, personnel, um, payroll, all of those different categories will will handle there. So it gives kind of a an extra level of accountability, responsibility. Somebody else is double checking to make sure everything's in in place, and kind of frees me to be able to bounce from one to the next. There's still a lot of direct communication with department heads, and and a lot of questions still come direct from department heads, but. But we do have a, a flow chart in place to, to kind of create a, a better flow. I, I've always feared being the tip of the funnel that stopped everything up. And so the broader we can keep that tip, I think the better it is mm-hmm. um, that we can continue to get more done, but yet still not, not let it get out of control. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, um, let's sort of round out the conversation. I'm talking about uh, a part of the government that's beyond the administration, um, boards and authorities, yeah. Uh, how are they structured and what are they responsible for? So several of them are, are different. Uh, some are established in state law. Some are set up in our local act or our, our local legislation. Um, and some are just advisory boards that are more policy-based um, boards that are in place. The the ones under state law, I mean, you have your, your board of assessors who is responsible for overseeing your, your tax appraiser and, and making sure that they're they're setting the values based on the current market. Um, they have a, a tremendous responsibility with keeping that current so that there's not a, a big adjustment that the state requires to be done. So the closer it is to being dead on accurate um, that, that that one is. Um, I will brag on them for one second. I attended a tax class just recently and, and it's statewide that was put on and, and Pickens County actually was one of the highest rated in terms of the most accurate uh, assessed value of property in relation to the market that was there, that they do a, an incredible job with trying to keep it current. Um, and it, it sometimes causes frustration in a market like we have today because property values have been increasing. So the more accurate it is means the more your property is appraised at. Um, back in 2008, it was the opposite. In 2008, 2009, property values started to diminish. And so they were having to stay accurate on the other side. Um, and uh, I think they do a, a tremendous job with trying to stay on top of that, and their staff that, that works with them uh, has a very challenging set of responsibilities. Um, you also have the development authority that's uh, there to kind of oversee industrial development and, and kind of any any big development projects. The airport authority uh, exists to kind of manage all airport operations, and, and they're established in in our in our legislation, in our local legislation as well. You, you then have some others that are advisory boards, like our Parks and Recreation has an advisory board. We have a planning commission that over, oversees the, the public hearing for all uh, rezone requests and then makes their recommendations back to the Board of Commissioners for, for what they should do. 
uh, water advisory board that works with our water department and hears you know any complaints or anything that may come through they'll 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 take that up and then send that information over to the the board of commissioners but all of those are appointed by the board of commissioners um some have specific rules as to how they're appointed um you know the board of the local board of health for instance they're the, the vast majority of the members are appointed by the board of commissioners but by law there's certain positions that have to meet certain requirements uh, one has to be a licensed physician one has to represent the elderly community one has to be the school superintendent i mean there's just certain roles that have to be a part of that that even though we may be the ones that make the appointment we have to make the appointment based on on how that's established airport authority has a couple positions similar there's there's a couple positions have to be pilots. There's um, another that has to be a member of the development authority. Um, it's just in the way that it was established. So uh, we make those appointments, and then you know, as those terms start to expire, then then we're 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 forced with having to reappoint or to uh, to find find someone new that's willing to step in and fill that that mantle. Um, I'll look at the camera and say, if you're interested, we'd love to we'd love to hear. I mean, we try to find people that are. Uh, uniquely qualified and interested in that particular field so that when we do make those appointments, it's somebody that's going to contribute uh, with what's there. But each board member is constantly trying to evaluate and talk to people on people that, that, that have an interest uh, in serving and, and to find people that are willing to continue to, to give their time to meet in a monthly meeting and to do what they do is it's challenging, but it's necessary at the same time. Yeah, I'm sure so. it is. Um, you mentioned um, these members having to have specific training. Do you and the other commissioners engage in any training of your own? Yep. Um, so the ACCG, which is the Association of County Commissioners of Georgia, um, puts on training for commissioners. There's a, a mandatory class that every commissioner has to have when they're first elected. Uh, three days training um, over in Athens at the University of Georgia that they, they put on. Then there's a, a training curriculum that's laid forth. There's a certified county commissioner uh, training program, which is to go through a number of core classes that can, I mean, you could probably pull it off in a year, but normally it's spread out over two to three years or, or some even longer to go through and become a certified county commissioner, which is taking classes like finance, um, economic development, uh, tax um, appraisals, ethics, you know, just a wide variety of topics that they go through and, and, and do. Um, then they, if you, as you complete that, they have some specialty tracks so you can actually become specialized in either economic development or public safety or a variety of other uh, specialty tracks of training that are, that are there. Um, myself, I'll, I will finish next month um, with the, the core classes to be a certified county commissioner. Uh, I think Commissioner Tippins only lacks one more class, and he'll be in the same boat. Commissioner Tatum's just a couple classes behind there. So, I mean, it's all three have been actively working through trying to, to get the training, the education, um, and kind of the knowledge base that's that's necessary to do the job effectively. Uh, is it required to, to be an elected official? Probably not, but it, it definitely helps that you know what you're talking about. Um, for me, the training is is great with the information but it's being able to be in class with all the other commissioners from the state the whether they be chairman or just post commissioners from from other counties they're all in the same room dealing with the same kind of issues and so the the in-between conversations becomes probably one of the best is to to how do you how are you dealing with this or, or have you ever seen this issue and um and it's widespread you may be in a class one day with 
you know, the chairman of the Fulton County Board of Commissioners and then somebody from a small county in South Georgia and then us and, and a couple others from North Georgia. And um, you get to hear kind of the perspective from, from each of those each of those different counties and getting the network and build build some rapport there has been, been really exciting over the last few years. Um, and I think all of us realize we're in the same 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 type of battles, same type of uh, you know responsibility that's been placed on us, and and all of us trying to figure out how to do it the best we can, <laughs> which is is challenging. Yeah, I bet. So. I mean, I think it's encouraging that you guys are not only continuing education but just getting the network with other uh, leaders. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, some of the classes, you know, that our our little region here, the the area that we're in, kind of working closely with Gilmer and Fannin and Dawson and and Gordon and all the other counties that were directly involved in things with. Um, Georgia also has kind of split all these different counties into different regions. We're part of what's considered the Northwest Georgia Regional Commission. Um, and there's a monthly meeting of commissioners that meet, you know, in there outside of a, a training, but, all, you know, participating directly in areas that, that affect our region only. So we get to, you know, once a month go and get together with those other commissioners uh, uh, what all along and, kind of see what they're dealing with at the same time. So it, it's helpful for sure. Yeah, I bet it is. Well, I think this has been a pretty enlightening conversation. Um, so uh, the way we normally hope to end the show is by putting you in the hot seat with a question from our viewers, which, hey, viewers, if you'd like to ask uh, Chairman Stancil here a question, please submit your questions to questions at pickenscountyga.gov, where if your question is concise enough and appropriate enough, uh, we might just put it on the air. But since this is our first main episode and we don't have any questions, I'd like to give you the final word. Is there anything you'd like to tell the residents of Pickens either about what we've been talking about or anything else? Yeah, so before I dive into that, I just want to say again to you, this is this is really neat. I think this is going to be a great tool moving forward. I know I'm probably going to be the most boring of any of your interviews that you get when you start getting into the individual departments and the more exciting stuff. And um, so I, I, I do want to say thank you for giving me the chance to, to be in here and kind of kick off the the first of our podcast, but I think it's going to be the first of many, and I'm looking forward to seeing how those go. But as far as to the to the citizens, just a, a I mean, ultimately a thank you. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to serve. Uh, I look forward to continuing to hear from you. Um, I, I joke with people frequently that, you know, if you feel tempted to, to, to throw your complaint on Facebook before you do, how about call us and, and give us a chance to see is there something we can do to fix. Uh, if, if you don't get what you want at that point, then feel free to, to go on and, and say whatever you need to say. But we we, we hate learning about the problem on those, those, those formats. We'd rather get the call and, and try to tackle it. And it may be something that we can, and it may be something we can't, but we, we'll do all the best we can, to, to be honest. Um, I look forward to, you know, kind of continuing to hear your questions, continuing to hear your concerns. We try to be very responsive in, in what we are able to do when we get those, those calls in. So I look forward to, to just continuing to, to participate. And thank you for the chance to be in here. Yeah, well. Chairman Stansel, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, Graham. Yep. Well, that was quite the overview of county government. You know, I think what struck me the most about that conversation was the level of cooperation that's required in local governance, right? I mean, on the county level, any significant changes to our structure has to be approved by the state legislature. Working in conjunction with cities requires trust and a firm understanding before we sign an intergovernmental agreement. And, uh, Elected officials of all sorts have to have confidence and open communication to work effectively. 
You know, they say that no man is an island, and I suppose it's true of communities as well. Big or small, they're all connected in some way, and at the end of the day, we just have to cooperate with each other if we want to have a fruitful society. But, you know, I guess that's true of anywhere. Anyhow, speaking of community, we are going to close out the show by looking at what sort of events are coming up in the community this month. Now, as far as county meetings go, you can get all the information you want from our website, pickensga.com, which will not only give you all of our upcoming meetings, but also the meeting schedules of all boards and authorities. As far as the Board of Commissioners goes, we will be having two work sessions and two regular meetings on the 4th and the 18th. Those always begin at 4.30 and 5.30 respectively in the Commissioner's Meeting Room at the Administration Building. With regard to the Greater Pickens community, you can't go wrong with either visitpickens.com or nopickens.com. Both sites are very in touch with the community and have great calendars. So, with big dates coming up in May, there is a casino night on Saturday the 6th at Chattahoochee Technical College from 7 to 10 p.m. Casino Night is a fundraising event for Angels on Horseback, a nonprofit organization that aims to provide therapeutic, equine-assisted activities to folks with mental, physical, or emotional disabilities. Tickets are $50, but that buys you a drink and $500 in chips to play on any of the games. So, if you're feeling lucky and you want to buy a ticket ahead of time, they can be purchased at angelsonhorseback.com. Also coming up in May, the City of Jasper will be kicking off their Jasper Downtown Live event series starting on Saturday, May the 13th. Downtown Live is kind of a rebranding of their second Saturday events that they did last year. Essentially what's going to happen is from 4 to 11 p.m., traffic on Main Street is going to come to a stop and vendors are going to come out and set up some stalls. There will be a stage with live music, food, shopping, and evidently a kid zone. I really enjoyed these last year. It they introduced me to some local businesses I wasn't previously aware of, and it was honestly just fun for the whole family. But hey, if you can't make it out this month, don't worry, because they'll be doing this every second Saturday between now and October. If you want to get more information on the program, visit their website, jasperdowntownlive.com. But with all that said, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Around Pickens podcast. I appreciate you coming along with us. Join us next month when we'll be sitting down with our marshal, Mike Carswell, to discuss the perils and frustrations that comes with enforcing the county ordinances. But until next time, I'm Graham Parker, and I'll see you around. Bye.